Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, too. Go to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL for free. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. When you spend an entire day or week cooking something, you want it to turn out really awesome, right? Make sure whatever you're cooking comes out perfect with Joule sous vide. Joule heats food to the exact right temperature and holds it there. Beef, poultry, pork, seafood, veggies, dessert, practically everything comes out the way you like it every time. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash Joule and use code FANTASY to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code FANTASY. Joule, perfect food every time. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It is me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Happy Monday, Fabs. How are you, my man? Doing all right. Yeah? Doing all right. You're doing better than me. Uh, I had 10 fantasy leagues. I'm going to win nine games. The one game I'm not going to win <laughs> is the game I made a bet with Akbar that I have to wear a skull cap uh, next Sunday. So tune in to NFL Fantasy Live on Sunday. So 190 see, points yeah. he scored on me. I'm salty today. I mean, look, there's a chance. If, if, if Allen Robinson scores 85 PPR points, then uh, I win. So you're saying there's a chance. No, that's, uh, I'm that's, not. It's, uh, behind the glass, as always, is our producer, uh, Mr. Edward L. Murphy Esquire. How are you, sir? I'm right at the point in the season two weeks in where I stop caring about my actual professional team and just strictly care about my <laughs> fantasy team. Well, so. considering how your professional team, uh, the New York football Giants, played uh, on Sunday night, I understand that. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, let me just uh, tell you. Oh, yeah, one lay it thing. on me. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> He's, he, I'm defeated. Eddie, he's, uh, he's, he's holding on to this because he's not excited about the Cowboys. I am this not. Is like, this is like the one thing he's got but right now. But we went now. from Giants, and I'm a, I'm a northeastern tri-state area Cowboys fan. Yeah. I love beating the Giants. So I love it. So he's hanging on to this one for a little bit right yep. now. Yeah. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. We will run through what was week two. Uh, we will list a few guys that whether or not you should be panicked about or you should ex- uh, exercise some patience on. And, of course, we'll give you a look at the waiver wire. But first, let's start off with some news. Uh, 
We will start in Buffalo. Speaking of the tri-state area up there in the northeast, the Buffalo Bills have looked awful in the first two weeks of the season. They are 0-2. And to make matters worse, LaShawn McCoy suffered a rib injury in their loss to the Chargers on Sunday. Now, he didn't have a great game part of it because of the injury, and he had to leave once the game was sort of out of hand. But the early reports are that he is going to play this week. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the good news, Fabs. The bad news is... They're going on the road to Minnesota. That's no good. There great. is no good news. Okay, well, there you go. And in week two, if LaShawn McCoy is on your fantasy team, you got to bench him. You got to. Uh, he's not 100%. Uh, Chris Ivory could see more work. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. uh, depending on McCoy's status. That offense gives him no chance to succeed, Marcus. None. You got a rookie quarterback. You got a bad offensive line. You got game script. Minnesota's going to destroy this team. You think the Ravens beat the Buffalo Bills bad? <laughs> Wait till you see what the Vikings do to this team. Can't play them. Can't um, play them. I, Can't do it. I, you know, all all preseason long, I kept saying that I was avoiding LaShawn McCoy. I have zero shares. I have, I have him nowhere uh, on any roster. But at this point, I mean, if you have him, you're sort of stuck, right? I no, mean, no one's trading unless they love the Buffalo Bills. I mean, but even Bills fans even then. have to look at it and say, yeah, this, this is no good. Like, why? <laughs> That's true. What could you? You can't certainly can't trade him trade him straight up, right? You are you are packaging him, right, with no, yes. something else, right? Because you, what are you going to get for him one for one? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing of any real value. This is Robbie like- Gould. Robbie Gould. <laughs> I always say Gould. I don't know why. Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould. Right. I mean, he's this- actually a better fantasy player than LaShawn McCoy right now. Look this- at the points. This is like when, you know, you go to your local drugstore and you want to get something that, you know, you might think is a little bit embarrassing that you don't, you know, you don't want people to know that you're, you're purchasing. So, like, <laughs> you try to, like, you know, you get a bunch of magazines and, like, some toothpaste and deodorant. You just try to slide something else on the under there. What like, would that be, Marcus? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, perhaps, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, incontinence problems? I don't know. Like, something like that. But, you know, you try to slide it in. That's what you're doing with a Sean McCoy right now, right? Right? Like he's that he's that box of condoms that you don't want anybody to know that you're buying. Right. Like you are just trying to slip him in a deal and hope that nobody notices uh, or like he's good. just the add on or something. Shouldn't that be like the opposite, though? If you're going to a drugstore and I'm going off the rails, here, <laughs> if you go to a drugstore and you're buying condoms, that, I mean, means, theory, that I, means you're doing OK for yourself. You shouldn't so. be embarrassed about but that. You know, okay. Not everybody has that level of confidence. So people yeah. are kind of embarrassed by that. But I anyway, guess, the, I guess. The, the point is. Uh, if you have LaShawn McCoy, he's kind of an anchor on your fantasy roster right now. Uh, yeah. And there's no there's no good answers for you. Uh, but like Fab said, I don't know that you can play him this week. Problem is, you're sort of stuck with him for the time being. Bad, uh, bad juju going on there in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, better news. Carson Wentz is back. Yay! He's finally been cleared for contact. The Eagles have already said he is going to be their starter in week three. Obviously, it was Nick Foles the first two weeks with mixed results there. Uh, you know, the Eagles won and won through their first two games. But Carson Wentz is back. Remember the last time we saw him, he was in the midst of what looked like an MVP potential season coming back after a knee injury uh, this week. It's not a terrible matchup for him. I mean, he's got the Indianapolis Colts. That's the good news. For me, the concern is uh, Alshon Jeffrey is still out until who knows when. Mike Wallace suffered a broken fibula uh, in the game on Sunday against Tampa Bay. He's out for an extended period of time. I mean, there is Zach Ertz there. We saw Corey Clement play well. But, Nelson Aguilar, who I mean, we told Aguilar, you to start. There's Aguilar, there's Zach Ertz. I mean, there, there's some up and down here with, with Carson Wentz. I know there, you love There is. I, I, I would play him. I mean, okay. If I have Patrick Mahomes and Wentz, I ain't playing Wentz. If I have, for example, I don't know, because think about it. 
most people drafted their QB1 and then Wentz right. because they waited. So you could potentially have a really good quarterback on your roster and Carson Wentz. Here's one for you, though, Marcus. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Carson Wentz? Uh, oh, that one is a this week, tasty I'm, meatball. This week, I'm going Fitzmagic. Whoa. Against the Steelers? The Steelers have been, they, they've, been, know. they've been trashed. Here's the thing, though, because the fantasy gods are cruel. Of course. The one week where we all jump on the bandwagon. Oh, this is when Fitzpatrick falls apart. Yes. This is when he falls apart. So we'll see. Uh, but okay. I agree. But yeah, I but, like Wentz. Okay, I like so let's play, but let's play a little bit of, of, of you know, would you rather? Who would you rather? Okay. Uh, to start with. I mean, I've still, Fitzpatrick versus, versus Wentz is one. Um, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers this week. Do not want the Rams. Rams. Do not want Basically, Wentz. So, so you want Wentz. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's see. Drew Brees against Atlanta. I'll go Brees. Okay. Uh, Big Ben. Well, he's on the road. So yep. I know. Where, I know. Where, I know. Where, never mind. And, and you know what? He's playing the Bucs. <laughs> this is good. This week is going to be the ultimate test of the of the Roethlisberger sucks on the road trend. All right. Because they, the Bucks stink. They do stink. They 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 have not. They're been terrible. Before. So, uh, we'll see. Let's see if I got one more here. Uh, Cam Newton against the Bengals at home. Cam Newton. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers on the road at Washington. Don't care. Rodgers. Okay. Well, there you go. Gotta go, <laughs> go Rodgers. Um, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to handle this story very gingerly because uh, we are recording this. I'm just going to peek behind the curtain for y'all. It is uh, currently 11.21 a.m. on Monday Pacific time. And as of this moment... Josh Gordon is still on the roster with the Cleveland Browns. He might not be by the time you listen to this podcast. He could be traded. He could be released. He could be signed by somebody else. As of this moment, he is still on the Browns roster. So just a simple question. Are you dropping him right now? No, I'm not dropping him. Because as far as we can tell, there's no sort of issue with league discipline, punishment, impending suspension. I'm not cutting him. I want to see where he goes. And I get it. The dude's a headache. But the athleticism, that's the reason why the Browns have been hanging on for five years. Right. Because he's so good. I would wait and see. And I've heard reports that the Cowboys aren't interested. Why are you not interested in John Gordon? (laughs) He's not going to come at a huge risk. They're not going to give him big money because of his issues. We have no wide receivers. I mean... Right, but take a chance on him. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you 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 have a lot of guys who have been through you know suspensions similar to what Josh. Gordon I has know. Been through. I well, so what's so, another one? I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's the argument. The argument. The argument on one side is, look, you got enough guys like that. The other argument is, hey, you know how to handle it because you got enough guys like that. I know exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been dealing with it my whole darn life. So we will see what happens with Josh Gordon again. Uh, as we record this, he is still a Brown. Uh, you know that may not be the case by the time you actually download and listen to this podcast. But in the meantime. That's pretty much all the news you need to know. That was the news. Uh, one quick news update, actually, as we were, uh, you know, it's funny, we just started listening to this live. We're, we're doing this on the fly. But, Wait, uh, Dan, are you going to talk? You're going to talk a kicker. I'm You're going to talk, talk two I kickers. I am. Well, I'm going to talk at least one kicker, but nice. uh, Dan Bailey... Yes, he the former signed. Cowboy, and he's going to the Vikings. He's going to the Vikings. Which means he's going to be a very good fantasy option he for a kicker. Be, yeah, absolutely. Kicker. I mean, in an offense that scores a lot of points uh, on a team that is very good, Dan Bailey looks like he immediately you know has who else fantasy value. Got cut? Who's that? Zane Gonzalez. At first, I made a, a joke on Twitter when he was missing these, these extra points and field goals that this dude's going to get cut during the game, and then I felt bad for him. Then oh. I felt bad for him at the end, man, because like 
how many times in your, in your lifetime do you fail at what you do for a living in front of so many people. I felt so bad for this dude. Well, I mean, I don't know. We make bold predictions on Fantasy Live every week, so. I know. <laughs> so I that. know. I know. But, yes. Uh, I did feel bad for the dude, though. Zane Gonzalez, which, in fact, the story coming out on Monday is that he had been kicking with an injured groin. So he wasn't even 100%. The Browns were running him out there. He had a horrible day on Sunday. Then on Monday, he's out of a job. Daniel Carlson in Minnesota, who also had a pretty awful day. That was their rookie. Uh, is out of a job. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they cut Kai Forbath to keep Daniel Carlson in Minnesota. And, and Forbath wasn't uh, bad last season. He was not bad, but nope. that has not worked out for the Vikings. And so now Dan Bailey has a job. Um, it also looks like uh, Sam Ficken has a job, at least temporarily, for the Los Angeles Rams because uh, Greg Zerline mm-hmm. did not play on Sunday. In fact, I, I've seen a lot of tweets in my mentions about, hey, I didn't know that Zerline was out. Dude. Hey, folks, we didn't either. We didn't either. We didn't either. He was not uh, He was not among the Rams inactives. He got hurt, apparently, during warm-ups, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody knew about it until all of a sudden he wasn't kicking. What a horrible day for kickers, man. They uh, they tried to go with I Johnny mean, Hecker, and it wasn't. I mean, Gonzalez, no good. Zerline, doesn't play when everyone's starting him. Um, Carlson just implodes before our eyes. Man, I get it. People make fun of kickers. But, dude, you are – I mean, it's basically like being a professional golfer. It's you, and that's it. It's you that's going to either succeed or fail. And there was a lot of fail last <laughs> in, in this last week. Absolutely. So, actually, so I, you know, on the list of things we've got here to review for week two, let's start there. I mean, that wasn't where I planned to start, but it just seems like a natural transition, right? Mm-hmm. Kickers were bad on Sunday. I mean, you, we mentioned, you know, Zerline gets hurt, doesn't play. Gonzalez is awful, he gets cut. Carlson uh, is awful, he gets cut. Um, I know that the, you, your note here is eliminate fantasy kickers. Well, because I, I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying because I'm a traditionalist, right. but I know a lot of people out there hate kickers. Our pal uh, Jake Seeley hates he kickers. Hates kickers. I am in one league. It's a best ball that has no kickers. But let's look on the bright side. Can we talk about Robbie Gold? Can we talk? This guy, ever since Garoppolo took over as the quarterback, he has been awesome. As awesome as a kicker can be. Right. 22 points already this season. There are kickers out there that can help you win fantasy championships. Greg Zerline helped a lot of people win a fantasy championship. Justin Tucker has helped a lot of people win a fantasy championship. Matt Bryant has helped a lot of people win a fantasy championship. Also, Steven Gostkowski has helped a lot of people win a fantasy championship. With that being said, do we have to pay any more attention to kickers? Uh, what do you think? On this show, this on, on like today's today, episode, I think. I, I no, mean, I think that's enough. Would you eliminate kickers if you had, if you were the the grand poobah of fantasy football? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I mean, they're still a part of the actual game, right? They're still in yeah, the I NFL. Agree. I like, agree. As long as they're as long, like like the old EA Sports. If it's in the game, it's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. Correct. So I know people. I know people don't like you know talking about kickers. I would agree. Whatever, but uh, I would agree. I think they're fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Back to the top of this thing, though, right? The QB thirty club for the week. You go through all the quarterbacks that played in week two, and Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins. Blake Bortles, Matt Ryan all had 30 or more fantasy points. Ryan Fitzpatrick just barely missed out with 29.98. So, I mean, it's a nice list. um, But how many of these guys do you actually believe in long term? Well, (laughs) Fitzpatrick, obviously, I'm on the fence about. And we don't even know if he's going to have a starting job. I know. But, dude, if they if they beat the Steelers in week three, 
How do you take that job from him? if he throws four more touchdowns. I know. I know. (laughs) Against the Steelers. My pal Tristan Cockroft tweeted out yesterday that um, six quarterbacks scored 30-plus fantasy points this week. Um, We've still got one more game to go, and that already ties the single-week record, which was set in 2015, week 13. And this is why you don't draft kickers early. And I'm sorry, quarterbacks early. And I get it. People are like, well, look how many points they're scoring. All right, Marcus, let, let me just take a look at the guys who put up monster stat lines in week two. Ben Roethlisberger, late-round pick. Patrick Mahomes, late-round pick. Kirk Cousins, maybe eighth, seventh, I mean, at the highest. Blake Bortles, not drafted. Matt Ryan, probably not drafted. And by the way, that was a fluke. He rushed for two touchdowns. The guy hasn't rushed for two <laughs> touchdowns since 2012. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you round up, he gets 30. Wasn't drafted. And then you look at Cam Newton. Okay, drafted, but not drafted until maybe the 8th or ninth. Andy Dalton, not drafted or drafted late. Matthew Stafford, 8th, ninth, 10th round. Dude, this is why we wait on the quarterback position. And Kurt Warner had a good tweet, and I'd like to get your opinion on this. Okay. He's talking about how quarterbacks are just blowing up the league in the first two weeks because the NFL's rules have made oh, it very I've difficult said that for, for defenders to defend. I've said that for years. Yeah. i said that for years. I mean, that's... Honestly, and I know that yeah, I know I'm sure people are sick of my PPR stupid rant or whatever. But I mean, that part of part of my frustration with it is the fact that the rules are so slanted toward quarterbacks and pass catchers that it's sort of you know while yes, it is difficult to complete passes in this league and it's difficult to catch the football. It has made it so much easier that it's almost devalued catching the football in a lot of ways. In the same way, like because the rules are slanted. I mean, look at that, the, the play in Green Bay, Minnesota on Sunday, the, mm-hmm. the Clay Matthews roughing the passer, which, you know, to the the, you know, the average fans, certainly people who watch the game, it just looks like a regular quarterback hit, mm-hmm. and that ends mm-hmm. up being a big play. Suddenly now, if you're a defender, you are maybe backing off a little bit. You are very concerned when you get close to the quarterback because you don't want to draw a big 15-yard penalty flag in a key situation. And so I think that opens things up for quarterbacks. I think you're going to see uh, a lot more guys having big numbers, and I think you're going to see quarterback totals inflated going. Yeah, and to answer your initial question, I believe in Big Ben when he's at Heinz Field. Mm. I believe in Patrick Mahomes because everywhere I have eyeballs and I watch <laughs> football. I believe in Kirk Cousins, always have. Blake Bortles, eh. Matt Ryan, I don't believe in. Ryan Fitzpatrick, while this offense is rolling like it is, right. I, I guess you got to believe, man. I mean, I, I, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I believe for how one can more you week. argue against what he's done? I, le- I believe for one more week. I believe because, you know, the, the Steelers defense has looked awful. I mean, they got terrible. They just got shredded by Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, you know, and even in week one, I know the weather was bad, but... Tyrod Taylor put up Almost 20 24. Plus points, right? He put up 20 plus points mm-hmm. against them. So mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers defense has not shown me anything through the first two weeks. So I, I can believe him in, in the Bucks and Ryan Fitzpatrick, especially at home. Yep. Uh, week four against Chicago on the road. Yeah, I, I don't know quite yep. so much. Yep. So we'll see. Yep. Um, running backs, they have been a mixed bag, right? Mm-hmm. I, I looked through, uh, through the first couple weeks of the season. The, the two names at the top of the list, no surprise in terms of scoring. Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon at four, not a big surprise. Saquon Barkley at, at five, not a huge surprise. But we've seen some big numbers. You go down through the, the top you know, 15, top 20 list this, uh, this year so far, and there's some surprises. Austin Eckler right now at number nine. Uh, Philip Lindsay at number 11. Matt Breida at number 12. Uh, a name that you don't see anywhere near the top 25 is David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of people. We'll, we'll get to panic or patience a little bit later, but certainly through two weeks, David Johnson, 
Uh, 100 and what, 118, I believe, total yards. Uh, one touchdown, 17 fan. He has 17.8 fantasy points total. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2016, that was just an average day for him. Dude, I mean, that was a half, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. And I have David Johnson in one of my leagues. And if you remember, Marcus, when the whole issue with Travis Frederick came out, people started to fade Zeke a couple of spots, and DJ started to move up, especially in PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. And. Heck, our producer Todd Mossberg drafted David Johnson first overall in one of his leagues. Yep. And so, what the hell are the Cardinals doing? What are they doing as a team? Okay, as a team, they rank last in points per game. Three. Total yards, 175. Passing yards, 120. Sam Bradford threw for 90 yards. 90 <laughs> yards. I think I could do that. And I'm 5'8", maybe 5'7". But this offense... Is, they're averaging 47 plays per game this season. That's the fewest by any team since 1970. Okay? That was the 1992 Lions. <laughs> the Cardinals have eight plays in their opponent's red zone in two games, Marcus. Eight. They ran one play on the Rams side of the field in week two. One. It was the last play of the game. What? That was it. <laughs> Cardinals. Get Sam Bradford the hell off the football field. I don't care if you paid him $20 million. This guy sucks. Start Josh Rose. And nobody wants to watch Sam Bradford play football. He's averaging four yards an attempt, okay? The only guy that's worth is Nathan Peterman. The only guy that's worth 1.3. That's it. Bradford, 12 passes attempted behind the line of scrimmage. How the hell do you do that? How do you keep this guy in the game, Marcus? You've got a guy you drafted. Josh Rosen, he's the future of your franchise. And you're throwing Sam Bradford out there who's ruining everyone's fantasy value and that entire roster. David Johnson is not being utilized like the featured back he is. Okay? In his first two games this year, DJ's averaged 16.5 routes per game. That's it. Air yardage, 8.5. In 2016, he was averaging 31 routes a game. I mean, I don't get it. And Mike McCoy's not an idiot. Okay, this guy in his career has coached some of the better PPR running backs. Danny Woodhead was top three. Melvin Gordon was top seven. Woodhead again, top 12. Ryan Matthews, CJ Anderson. He's had some good running backs. You've got the best running back that you've ever had as a coach ever, and you're not using him. I'm pissed. I'm sorry. I'm tired of watching (laughs) Sam Bradford throw dead ducks. You've got Josh Rosen. Start Josh Rosen. I... Well, you ready? You good? You good? I'm done. I need That's water what, now. Need water, I'm guess. so pissed because I have DJ <laughs> and he's absolutely killing me. And this guy is better than this. You're not putting him in an opportunity, in a position to succeed. This, you just paid him a ton of money. This is one of those things with David Johnson coming into the season. You know, obviously, you you, you know me. I was the, I was the, uh, David Johnson, no matter what guy a couple of years ago, I took him number one overall. Um, you know, this year I was not quite so gung ho like all in. You got to get him top at the top of the draft. But I believe that he could. He had the potential to be a number one overall pick. I was worried about the offense being bad. Didn't think it would be this bad. Did not at all think it was going to be this bad for the Arizona Cardinals. But this man, remember, like during the preseason, there was talk that. The, you know, Josh Rosen could get the starting job. I remember those are things Steve Weish, our own Steve Weish, said. It's like you know, hey, look, uh, 
Sam Bradford will begin training camp as a starter. Doesn't mean he will end training camp as the starter. For whatever reason, maybe because Rosen got hurt during training camp in the preseason, uh, they gave this job to Sam Bradford. But after two games, I mean, not, and not just losing two games, but looking miserable. Dude, it's that. an embarrassment. They have six points. It's an embarrassment. Six. Get him the hell off the field. Points in two games. They can't keep doing this. They can't. They can't keep doing this. Rosen should be named the starting quarterback now. And for week three and the rest of the season, he can't be worse than Bradford. He can't be worse. And, 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 he and, can't be. And a lot, a lot like we saw the Bills after one week look at Nathan Peterman and say, we can't keep doing this. And they went to Josh Allen. The Cardinals, they've got to do something. You've got to get rid of them. You ha- you've got talent on this team. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the National Football League. You've got David Johnson who put up one of the historic seasons of any running back two years ago. You've got a good young wide receiver in Christian Kirk. Get Bradford off the field. I, I, Get him off the field. I will be paying close attention to what Steve Wilkes, the head coach down there in Arizona, has to say uh, coming up this week about Sam Bradford and that offense because this is just – I mean, he is he is sinking – uh, he is sinking David Johnson's. I mean, right now, my, you know, I'm sure your mentions are the same. A lot of people just panic. What do they do? Because if this doesn't, if this doesn't get any better, this is the same situation that you've got with LaShawn McCoy. And if memory serves me right, I think they play the Bears this week in week three. Like, dude, they I do. mean, dude. It is at home, but they do play the Bears. That's a bad matchup. I mean, I, I don't even know what more I could say. <laughs> get him off the field. Get him off the field. Give David Johnson the ball. Give David Johnson the ball. Get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. Do, do something. This is awful. Do something. It's awful. I mean, goodness gracious. I, I get it. I'm a fantasy analyst. These guys don't respect me. These offensive coordinators, they know more of yeah. football than I'll ever know. You know but sometimes about, it's easy. This isn't even about fantasy. This is just about bad football. Sometimes and right now easy. the Cardinals are playing bad Make the switch. Football. Make the switch. All right. Uh, other running back issues. Not really an issue, but... The Chargers running backs have been going berserk in the first couple of weeks. Obviously, with Melvin Gordon, it's not a huge surprise. And I tweeted on Sunday, uh, right before Gordon scored his third touchdown, he had two before he scored his third, uh, I tweeted that he could legitimately lead the NFL in touchdowns this year. That is kind of what it looks like. But Austin Eckler has been a revelation. And I'm going to ask this question. I mean, yes, fantasy-wise, obviously, Melvin Gordon has more points. He is right now the, the running back four. He's you know, got, uh, what is it, three overall touchdowns. They all came uh, on Sunday. 43 points to this point. But could you make a case that, at least on the field, Austin Eckler has played better? He's been a better playmaker. I mean, look at the numbers, right? I mean, Gordon's out-touched him 39 to 24, but Eckler is, is right there in terms of PPR points. He's averaging more PPR points per touch than Melvin Gordon. Right now, it's at 1.5 to 1.4. Eckler's a playmaker, and we talked about him last year a little bit. Matt Money Smith, uh, our our host on NFL Fantasy Live, and the man behind the voice there in the Chargers radio booth, he's loved Eckler. And we talked about him last week having standalone value as a flex starter. And in PPR leagues, he was good. Mm -hmm. He was good. I mean, you're not expecting 20 points a week. He was good. Uh, I do have my reservations, though, about him this week against the Rams. That defense is nasty. That defense is In the battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, that, that defense is really tough. I will say, so far this year, Melvin Gordon has averaged 5.9 yards per touch, which is not a bad number at all. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler has averaged 9.3. I know. He's insane. <laughs> I mean, you just wonder how, you wonder how the, they're going to continue to split the touches there. Because on, on Sunday, 
the snaps and the touches were a lot more even. And I don't know if it's going to be like that every week. I think some of it had to do with just the way the game went and the fact that the Chargers ran off to a big lead. Yep. But you do have to wonder at some point, does Austin Eckler start to get more opportunities? And do you even see both of them on the field at the same time? Here's the good thing, though. You can have one offense produce two very good PPR running backs. We've seen it multiple times. And the Saints showed us last season yep. that it's absolutely possible. And this could be the case here in Los Angeles with the Chargers. We saw it with the Saints last year. We saw it with the Falcons two years ago. So Correct. It is, uh, it is certainly possible. No doubt. Uh, you wrote here, Philip Lindsay has broken our hearts. And I, I say, our? I I <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. But I am the collective fantasy football universe here. <laughs> and, you know, Marcus, I've been doing this almost 20 years now. Yeah, dude, I'm, like, feeling really old. <laughs> but y you whiff, and sometimes you hit it out of the park. And with a lot of players this year so far after two weeks, short sample size, we've hit a bunch out of the park. I've hit a bunch out of the park. This one I whiffed, man. I, and, and I did not see Philip Lindsay coming. I didn't see him coming, dude. This guy is a playmaker. He's got 32 touches this year, which is already nine more than Freeman. And at this point, I don't know if you can give up on Royce Freeman, but he's not going to be this year's Kareem Hunt unless something happens in terms of uh, an injury with Lindsey. He is a playmaker. He is unreal. And at different points in the game uh, against the Raiders, like, they were using Lindsey Freeman and Booker. It just yeah. was a rotating carousel, which which sucked. But <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, and after two weeks, I guess Lindsey's the guy to own. As, as much as it hurts me to say that, um, and, and it's not that Royce Freeman has played bad. He hasn't played bad. They're not using him as a pass catcher. And he got that goal line look, scored a touchdown, would have had another one, but he jumped like a yard too early. May have gotten a goal line touchdown there, which would have been two, didn't get it. Lindsey is electric, man. I mean, he's kind of like an Austin Eckler, man. I mean, he gets the football, doesn't get a huge touch share, but he's still making plays. Yeah, you know, the, the two things. One, the, the upside for Royce Freeman is, as you mentioned, the goal line carries. If he continues to be their goal line back, then at least he sort of keeps that value sure. about him. I mean, sure. it makes him touchdown dependent, and that's kind of what kind of sort of kept him afloat on Sunday was scoring a touchdown. He had, what, 22, I believe, yards uh, total. It was not a big number. Um seen Devontae Booker get work really wrench and everything. I'm looking at the snap counts from Please yesterday. Stop. The running back snap counts. Yeah, 28 for Lindsey, 21 for Booker, and 15 for Royce Freeman. I don't know if this is the future for the Broncos, if this is what it's going to look like all year. Because what's going to happen, Devontae Booker, I don't think is going to be good enough to warrant a roster spot for you, no. but he's going to do enough to wreck Royce Freeman that he's going to make that hard on everybody. I know, yeah. Th thanks a lot, Broncos. Thanks, but Lindsey, if he hasn't been picked up in your league, and, and he should have been, but if he hasn't been, go out and get him. Go out and get him because he's a playmaker, and the Broncos saw it. We saw some glimpses in the preseason. I don't know one person that believed that he could end up being the back to own in Denver. I could be wrong. I was clearly wrong with Freeman, and um, it, it's a situation that I didn't see coming. I just I didn't see Lindsey coming. Yeah. I didn't think it was this good. I mean, look, this is a guy who didn't get any love in the draft process. Dude, I mean, didn't get invited to any combines. Uh, outside of outside of Colorado, I mean, he's he's a Denver, a local Denver guy. Mm -hmm. He went mm -hmm. to university or Colorado University. Went to CU. Yep. Um, yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody outside of the Rocky Mountain State really yep. much about this guy. Mm -hmm. but, uh, we have all found out in a big hurry. All right, mm -hmm. we'll uh, get to panic or patience in just a second, but. 
Football season is underway, and I'm sure a lot of us already have major regrets about our season-long fantasy teams, like if you have David Johnson or LaShawn McCoy or maybe Royce Freeman. I mean, it's like you spend all off-season researching and getting excited for the season, and then comes the pain. That is why you should be playing on FanDuel all season long. At FanDuel, you'll get the excitement of researching and building your team each week. Every week is a new season, so regardless of the outcome, you get to do it all over again. FanDuel has never been more fun or easy. It's the place to play if you're not a fantasy expert, and that pretty much applies to a lot of us out there. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before, like their Gridiron Pick'em contest every week. It's a free contest. All you need to do is pick winners, no spreads, and $10,000 is split amongst the top pickers. New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So come play at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy Live. That's FanDuel.com slash Fantasy Live. All right. Panic or patience? I got five guys here on this list. And I will uh, I'll ask you, and, and Eddie, if you want to jump in on this too, I would love to get your thoughts on this too. Your guy, These guys, whether or not you are panicked about them or whether you should you know, hold on, be patient, and wait for things to get better. Uh, first one on the list, talked about him in the top of the show, LaShawn McCoy. I mean, I, I had said as a hot take uh, a few weeks ago that he would not score double-digit fantasy points in the month of September. Uh, <laughs> ding, 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 I'm ding. feeling pretty good about that right now through the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabs, are you panicked or are you trying to be patient here? Um, luckily, I have no shares of him, so I don't <laughs> have to be panicked. But if I did have LaShawn McCoy on my team, I would be in a big-time panic. Yeah, I, I, I'm just panicked, dude. I, I got nothing. The, the report is he's only going to miss probably one game if he does miss any time, which is good news. I think they got to do the, the Saquon Barkley treatment with Fashawn McCoy. Is their, their O-line's so bad, it's just dump the ball off constantly. Just mm-hmm. let, let him make magic himself with the ball in space. Besides Saquon, that, you have no other chance. Saquon had more targets than carries last night, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's again, both Bill's O-line, Giants O-line is pretty bad. It's like the best thing you could do is let them go out in the flat, just dump it off, let them make magic. And the That's Giants really O-line just got worse, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was the thing. I noticed that right away in that game last night that uh, – you know, I went back and watched all of Saquon's carries from week one, and you could tell he was sort of hesitant. He wasn't sure. I don't know if he trusted the offensive line. I mean, that happens when those guys are getting pushed back in your face a whole lot. So obviously in week two, the plan was, well, let's get him out in space, and we're just going to we're gonna dump it off. They're going to be extended handoffs. I mean, 14 catches. Was it 14 catches, I think, for 80 yards? I mean, that, that basically was their running game, essentially, mm, right. on Sunday mm-hmm. night. So, yeah, maybe that is the deal with LaShawn McCoy, and, and maybe he gets better, but he's certainly not going to give you RB1 value. So if that's, if that's what you drafted him for, sorry about your luck. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, uh, David Johnson. You you went on a rant. I don't know if you're I don't know if you're ready to relive this emotion uh, uh, I, I, again. If <laughs> Bradford's going to be the damn quarterback, then I'm panicked because they can't move the ball. They can't move the ball. I, I already went nuts. I'm not going to go nuts. <laughs> I, as long as Bradford is the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, I'm in a panic when it comes to David Johnson. Get him off the damn field. Uh, Eddie, I actually I, I own David Johnson in every single one of my big leagues. I, I was lucky enough to get a high pick, so I'm pretty I'm, I'm panicking because I'm pretty invested in him. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. all across the board. Um, I do think if they make a change to Rosen, that could help him. Um, I just don't understand what, like the lack. Why aren't Why aren't they doing what the Giants do? Like give the ball to David Johnson, let him create carry magic. Why aren't they just stuffing the ball with him? You know, twenty twenty five times a game. It doesn't make any sense why they just don't want to use him at all. I know he was on like a workload limit. I think in the first game, but it's uh, I'm kind of panicking with their coaching staff and their offense. I I am going to preach patience on David Johnson. I think I think this week 
you know, obviously the two targets, both of them coming late in the fourth quarter. I think the first one, I don't think he got his first target until they're like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. That By that time, that game was long since over. I am going to say patience. I think they're going to go back and look at what they did. I think Mike McCoy is going to look at what he was doing with that offense and, and try to figure some things out because th- there's no way that they can neglect their number one playmaker, especially with their quarterback playing so badly in the first couple of weeks. So the first two weeks, obviously, were pretty awful with David Johnson, but I'm, I'm going to believe here. I'm going to hang on, and I'm going to believe, and I'm going to tell everybody to, to be patient, see what happens this week, see how they use him, um, you know, see if, especially in the passing game, if they use him a little bit more. So don't, don't freak out on that one just yet. Uh, Royce Freeman, we talked about a little bit. Um, is it a panic, or is it just sort of a... Re recalculate your expectations. Yeah, that's what it is for me. It's a reevaluation, and um, uh, because I really thought he would be a productive fantasy back, and we saw it across the board. Whether you're looking at ADP numbers from NFL managed or the big boy leagues, he was moving up. Man, I was in a draft with Ladanian Tomlinson, and I said this on the air, and LT took him in the third round, and I saw him drafted as highly as the second round. There was a lot of people who believed in him, including me. And so far after two weeks, that has not been the case. So hopefully you erred on the side of caution. And in the case of Freeman potentially not living up to expectations, you drafted some depth uh, at the running back position. Because if you didn't, you're probably going to be looking to make a trade or at least adding some depth off the waiver wire where it is available. And I don't know that there's a lot of depth. I promise you one thing. A lot of people out there who have Royce Freeman and David Johnson and some of these running backs who are drafted highly who are not meeting expectations are putting in a claim for Gio Bernard <laughs> and praying. They are. Absolutely. And praying. Well, and yeah, we, we, we'll get to our waiver wire picks, but yeah, there's a lot of people. Here's the thing, too. There's probably somebody in your league with David Johnson who may be a little bit panicked and is just trying to sell right now. Uh, so, I don't know, like maybe maybe probe a little bit. Maybe see what, uh, see what you might be able to get back for him. Um, Corey Davis. I I didn't know what to think about Corey Davis coming into the season. I was sort of lukewarm on on him. I didn't uh-huh. think it'd be awful. I wasn't sure if he was going to be great. I just didn't quite know. Um, hadn't been great. Some of it might have to do with the quarterback situation there. Uh, but after a couple of weeks, are you panicked on Corey Davis or will it get better? See, I'm not so panicked on him. I mean, he had double-digit targets in week one. He had Blaine Gabbert throwing him the football in week two. So I'm not concerned about him. In fact, he might be someone that I tried to acquire now because his values dropped a little bit. He's going to see the targets, no Delaney Walker. The offense really needs him to step up and be the number one wide receiver that he was drafted to be um, in 2017. So I'm not concerned. And I feel like I have less panic with guys that I didn't invest a top 50 pick in and Corey Davis probably came off the board in your draft somewhere between the sixth to eighth round depending on how many teams are in your league so I'm not concerned about him at this point uh Eddie your thoughts on Corey the the Titans are just a strange team just because of the unknown you know the injury with with uh Mariota who knows how long he'll be out Vrabel seems to be really conservative with him the offense just doesn't seem to make any sense with the guys like Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis so it's like you think Corey Davis should be the guy to get the most targets like Fab said you know uh with Delaney Walker out who knows if they go after a guy like Dez or Josh Gordon um I, I would say patience in the sense that if Mariota does get healthy and they kind of figure out this offense and he's your guy you pick super high in, in the NFL draft you 
have to use him. Uh, I'm not sure when that will be, but I think that he's a guy you, you definitely should hold on to. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can see that. I mean, I guess because, uh, you know, like Fab said, it wasn't a guy that you drafted a lot of, uh, invested a lot of draft capital in. So mm-hmm. in theory, you're not, you know, it's not like you spent a third round pick on Corey Davis and he's given you some less than great games. So, right. so you, you can express patience. You can, you can uh, you know, show patience on him there. Um, I just... I'm 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 overweighting on this Titans offense. That's the one thing. They make me tired, man. Like, yeah, we keep waiting for Marcus Mariota to have this breakout. He and Jameis Winston, man, they'll always be linked together to me because they went you know one two yep. in the draft. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for both of them to break out. Neither one really has done it in a big way. The Titans just seem like a mess offensively. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh <laughs> last one. Uh we need Matt Money Smith here for this. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Like Week one, Jack Doyle had a ton of targets, right? Eric Ebron scores a touchdown. Week two, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron have similar number of targets. Eric Ebron scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I preach this on Twitter. I, I say this a lot. Touchdowns are fickle beasts, right? It's hard to chase them. It's hard to predict them. You just never know where you're going to go. And you're better off trying to chase opportunity. And as long as Jack Doyle was getting you know, eight to 10 targets and was still the apple of Andrew Luck's eye. Like I was all about it. If that number is going to start shrinking and that gap's going to get smaller, I'm worried about Jack Doyle now. We all sort of expected um, Eric Ebron to make some sort of impact, maybe not as a tight end one, which after the first couple of weeks he's looking like, but I'm not as concerned about Doyle because He's still seeing a large percentage of the snaps uh, he and, and a much larger percentage than Eric Ebron. So to me, I'm not that concerned about it. Tight ends are, are hard to predict. I mean, we just saw Rob Gronkowski put up a stink bomb. Week one, we saw Travis Kelty give you nothing. It, it, it can be a difficult position to predict. We all like George Kittle this past week, and he ended up doing nothing. He seeded a touchdown to, to Selleck. So... I still like Doyle. I still say he is a top 10 guy, especially with Andrew Luck slinging him the football. As long as he's out there on the field, which he is, and a much greater percentage than Eric Ebron, I'm okay with him. You're still rolling with everybody's favorite door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman? <laughs> uh, I, I, I I kind of agree with what Fabs is saying there because tight end's so unpredictable. Even if you have a top guy, unless you have a top guy like an Ertz, uh, Kelsey Gronk, uh, you ha- and you have to also trust that Andrew Luck is in a high-powered throwing offense. You have to, you have to, you know, trust these guys have patience with them sooner or later he'll he'll score some uh, you know red zone targets and it'll be all right for you yeah I, you know I, I my i guess my my concern my fear is what do i do with do i hold on to him because i don't i just don't like carrying two tight ends and maybe i have to make an exception here because i i still want to believe in jack doyle um it's like if i don't want to carry two tight ends and suddenly i i risk putting him out there in the wild and having somebody else snatch him up and and maybe get some some run out of him i mean I'm just, so i'm just looking right now right he has dominated the tight end snaps. Like, it's not even close. He's played uh, 131 compared to 49 mm-hmm. for Eric Ebron. The downside is for all those snaps, Jack Doyle has nine touches. Ebron has seven. So it's like when mm-hmm. Ebron's on the field, they're going to him. They're going to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, come on, Jack. Help me out, man. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that was a panic or patience. Uh, you know, some, some guys, I'm sure you guys have plenty more on Twitter. You can hit us up, guys that you were freaked out about. And, uh, you know, we'll try to let you know whether you should be panicked or you should uh, exercise some patience. Uh, of course, 
it is Monday, which means uh, Tuesday is coming up, which means it's time to look at some waiver wire picks. So I know, Fabs, you have a, a pretty lengthy list of waiver wire guys. I do, and I talked about Gio Bernard. He's going to be the number one ad across the fantasy football landscape because he plays the most important position, and it's supply and demand. Right. And we know Joe Mixon's going to miss two to four weeks. Quincy Anunua, if you didn't pick him up after week one and he's still available, pick him up now. He is Sam Darnold's blankie. OK, <laughs> he loves throwing the football to Quincy Anunwa, and we're seeing it with big target totals. Keelan Cole, a guy that I was high on in the preseason. A lot of people were high on him. Didn't put up a big week one. This th- that catch. That was ridiculous, dude. That was ridiculous. I mean, if he didn't have Elmer's glue all over that glove, that, that was ridiculous. That was OBJ esque. That was sick. And, and hell, I'll pick him up just because of that catch. He was incredible. Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams did not secure the top spot on the depth chart in those first two games. He did not. Right. Didn't look great. This guy is a better player than Jamal Williams. Ty Montgomery, eh, I'm good. (laughs) Eh. Aaron Jones, at some point or another, is going to take that starting job and run with it, no pun intended. Chris Ivory, this is all based on what we hear about LaShawn McCoy throughout the week. And even if you do pick up Chris Ivory, Vikings. So this would... Basically, be more of a handcuff situation than anything else. John Brown, how about Smokey? Smokey! Two games, two nice stat lines. Pick him up. He's out there. I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick on the list. Of course. I didn't have him out there because I didn't believe. I didn't believe in the hairy chested wonder from Harvard. <laughs> I didn't believe in him. But holy cow, did he make me look like an ass? I mean, and a lot of other people too. But you got to pick him up. He's playing the Steelers. At least for this week. Yes, yeah, Steelers for this week. defense stinks. Corey, is it Clement or Clement? I believe he's Clement. Uh, I always get it. I don't know, I, but I, I think he's Clement. I'll call him Double C. Uh, you know, I, I, I would go and dig up. I know we have a per giant pronunciation yeah, somewhere. I get like, them all wrong. Doc, but I don't know. So Double C came in, and he didn't have a lot of touches either in this game, but he produced. Yep. Very good stat line. Darren Sproles is banged up right now. Jay Ajayi is banged up right now. I think Jay will be fine for week three, but... This kid is a pass catcher. He's a playmaker. We saw it in the Super Bowl last in, last year. Yeah, I had a big game as a pass catcher, so he needs to be picked up. Uh, Marcus talked about Eric Ebron. Needs to be added two touchdowns through two games at a position that is paper, paper thin. Tyler Boyd's another player to pick up off the waiver wire. There's a lot of hub-hub about John Ross. Mm-hmm. I'm not, Tyler Boyd's the number two wide receiver there in Cincinnati. I just never quite got in on the John Ross. Me neither, dude, because... He's just fast, and that's it. I mean, okay, he's fast. He's fast. Darius Hayward Bay was fast. The Raiders drafted him in the top 10. I remember being a kid, and the Raiders had a a guy named James Jett who was really fast, right? One of my best friends said to me one day, if James Jett is so fast, why is he never open? (laughs) I know, right? Maybe maybe he just couldn't catch the ball. Um, Antonio Callaway. Had a big play for the Browns that should have won them the game. Well, but Browns. But Browns. But Browns. Sorry, Miz. Um, <laughs> he's a playmaker. I think part of the reason why the Browns decided to cut ties with Josh Gordon, which, I mean, 90% of it was probably the fact that they were just done with the headache. But Callaway's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of upside. He would have been drafted higher if he wasn't a knucklehead yeah. during his collegiate career. Which, apparently, the Browns just collect those guys like trading cards. Yeah, well, who knows? Them and the Cowboys. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So, he is certainly worth an ad off the waiver wire as well. And, and those are just some of the names. But in the first couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of guys. I mean, Philip Lindsay, if you didn't get picked up in week one, if people in your league didn't believe, go out and get him. Go get him. Go out and get him, man, because 
Uh, he is he is a potential playmaker uh, in, in this offense, no doubt about that. Uh, we just got a report from Ian Rappaport. Uh, rib cartilage crack for LaShawn McCoy. That, that sounds, sounds really painful. painful. That sounds like it hurts. That sounds lot. painful. So maybe Chris Ivory uh, as a desperation flex against the Vikings, hoping yeah. they possibly get in the red zone and maybe give them the football. Who knows? But, I mean, I know the Bills need help, and they're going to run out whoever they think can help them. But, man, to, to send out LaShawn McCoy with a cracked rib against that defense. I know, dude. Good luck to you. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I know everybody makes mistakes with their fantasy lineups, even the guys who do this for a living. I do. with our fantasy lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, I started Deion Lewis this week. I probably shouldn't have started Deion Lewis this week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a uh, new segment we call Monday Moaning. You can hit us on Twitter, the hashtag Monday Moaning, M-O-A-N-I-N. See, it's like a little play on words. I like it's it. in the morning, but you're moaning because you're – anyway. Yep. Uh, we had some. We sent out a tweet uh, earlier on Monday. We got a lot of responses. Appreciate you guys. It's funny. People are really quick to talk about the things that they messed up on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> people love talking about. Anyway, here's the thing. Misery loves company. So you know, we can share your pain with everybody else. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance, Eddie, to go through and find some tweets. I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, hit us with a few of them. Got a couple uh, good ones. Well, the talk of the weekend was obviously Patrick Mahomes and uh, at Nick Lee fifty one road had Mahomes on the bench in favor of Rogers. Hashtag Monday, Monday uh, morning. I get it though. I I actually had Mahomes ranked ahead of Rodgers, yeah. but I get it. Dude. I understand. I get it. You can't kick yourself for that. That one makes sense. Uh, at Conrad Dorman wrote, chose Drew Brees over Big Ben and Derrick Henry over Brita. Lost by 10 points. Hashtag Monday moaning. Again, uh, I get it. I yeah. get it. Brees at home against the Browns. Browns defense is better than people think. Let me, let me say something, though, because I've gotten a lot of tweets about in the last day or so about people like, Derrick Henry's killing me. Derrick Henry stinks. And I'm like... Derrick Henry is who I thought he was going to be. Like, I, I guess people thought bigger things from him, and, and I did too when DeMarco Murray left. The moment Deion Lewis showed up in Tennessee, uh, I felt like that was, that was bad news for Derrick Henry. So what I've seen from him the first couple of weeks is kind of what I expected. And week two was way better than week one for Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He is, what he is who he is. Uh, at Jay Oxner, four wrote, I have negative four points for the Ravens defense. I lost by two points. Oh, Would have been yeah. better off without starting a Dude, defense at all. I, I had the Ravens defense in a couple of leagues, too, just because I don't feel like that's a defense that you stream. I think they can be good week in, week out. Boy, that was bad. That was bad. Week. And I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm with you on that one because I started them in a the league. It's funny. After Thursday night, I went to one of my leagues. I had started the Ravens defense and got negative two from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going against uh, A.J. Green. So, like, uh, so after Thursday night, I think I was down like 31 points to negative two or something like that. Uh, fortunately, actually, the rest of my team stepped up big. and I ended up coming back to win that one. Yeah, but not uh, to, not that's always start. a nice feeling. Not to cut off this segment, but uh, Ian Rappaport, some news, guys, live news here. Uh, Patriots are getting close to a deal for uh, Browns. Josh Gordon, not official yet, but headed that way. Why? Why does it always go to the Patriots? Why? Why? It always goes to the Patriots. Always, 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 always. Why? This is why everyone who doesn't love the Patriots hates him. Why? I, don't drop Josh Gordon, friends. Do not drop him. If this is if this is going to happen, then, dude, who's Tom Brady's number one wide receiver right now? It's Chris Hogan. Okay, and I get it. Julian Edelman will be back. This really this is the most talented is, wide receiver in New England since Randy Moss. This has ruined my whole day. This has really ruined my whole day. We were um, just having fun doing it. Right? <laughs> now I'm Monday moaning about the fact that the Patriots are getting Josh Gordon. Like really? So I, I, the Patriots are a team that will do that. They'll go out and t- they took a chance on Randy Moss, Albert Hainsworth. I mean, that didn't really work out. Keep Talib, but if Belichick can keep his head on straight and that hamstring's not a problem, 
Holy God. Tom Brady to Josh Gordon? Man. With Gronk? So, and Edelman so, in yeah, two I'm weeks. Really, I'm really, I'm really emotionally distraught about this. Am I crazy, or did they say they did not want to give they him to another AFC out, team? Well, he didn't want. They didn't want to give him to another AFC team. And the Patriots. I mean, of course, you know, it could have been a smokescreen, but they flat out were like, "We are not interested." Yeah. I mean, this. You know, obviously, they were they were funning us. <laughs> how about how about this? Uh, I get it. It's it's hard right now to be a Cardinals fan. It's hard to be a Browns fan right now, right? What if you're a Jets fan, right? Oh, your, you're your beloved savior just sucked at home against the Dolphins, and now Tom Brady gets Josh Gordon, and you've got Quincy Inunua. You know, you know the worst, <laughs> the worst thing. The worst part for Browns fans, the Patriots now have Corey Coleman and and potentially Josh. I know, right, dude? Holy cow! They've got Corey Coleman. They signed Corey Coleman. Oh now they may gosh. have Josh Gordon. I know uh, our pal and and erstwhile Browns fan Mark Sessler was worried about this happening. Uh, I'm concerned for Mark Sessler. Oh, my uh, goodness gracious, I'm concerned man. for him right Dan now. Dan Hanzoos, too. Jets fan. Jets fan. Like, just... Wow. that That's a bombshell, uh, man. Uh, I mean, if that happens, if that happens, I mean... And so now I'm getting texts from my friends from the East Coast who are Patriots fans. And they're saying... Pat's getting Gordon. Hey, good job. And I don't even hate the Patriots. I'm a Cowboys friend from the tri-state area. I hate the Giants, okay? I don't like the Eagles and the Redskins. I don't care about the Patriots. But this is why people hate the Patriots, because they make smart moves, man. I mean, they make smart moves. They just do. Gordon was worth the risk. As a Cowboys fan, as much trouble as the Cowboys have drafted over the years with their players, I would love to have seen the – who needs a wide receiver more than the Cowboys? Uh, Who? And Jerry Jones decided, well, we're not going to do it. You know, Josh Gordon's a uh, Trump. My goodness gracious. My goodness. If you are a Jets fan right now, if you have Tom Brady in your fantasy team, you're dancing a jig right now, okay? You're doing backflips down the street because Tom Brady just got one of the best and most athletic, promising young wide receivers based on talent in the entire league. He's a knucklehead, but the talent is ridiculous. The talent... Kept him in Cleveland for five years. So the, the, I won't say silver. What's the compensation? I want to know what the compensation is. I don't know. We'll figure this out. So the, the silver lining, I won't say, maybe not silver lining. The, the flip side to this argument, right? Like on paper, you're like, oh crap, Josh Gordon potentially with the Patriots. He's got Tom Brady. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're going to throw shade on it. Well, no, not no? really. Okay. But my, my counter argument, my devil's advocate argument is Chad Ochocinco. Uh, Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco. Okay. I mean, just not this okay, okay. right now, right now, right now, at this point in his career, Josh Gordon is more talented than Chad Ochocinco was when he got to New England. But Correct. at the same point, they were both guys who didn't quite fit into the system. They weren't okay. willing. And, and if, if Josh Gordon can't fit in what is a very lax system that is there in Cleveland, can he, can he survive in the rigors of the quote-unquote Patriot way? Okay, fair point. But from what we heard... When, when Ocho Cinco was with the Patriots, he couldn't learn the playbook, okay? True. He couldn't learn the playbook. And, the, and, and Belichick's, I, I'm not putting him out there, okay? And I remember that, too, because Ocho Cinco was a guy that we were thinking, maybe he pushes up to wide receiver three value in New England because of Tom Brady. It wasn't about Tom Brady. Wasn't, it was about Ocho Cinco. All about Ocho Cinco. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't learn the playbook. I mean, but that was the rumor. But part of the argument has been that Josh Gordon's kind of been about Josh Gordon. I get, no, listen, I get it. There, there's pros and cons here, but I think the pros far outweigh the cons with, with this move. If if the, if it doesn't work out, what do the Patriots lose? You're not, you're not nothing. You're not making me feel better about nothing, this. dude. But, but I you're mean, not me feel better about this. I know, but wait, but you're not a Jets fan. 
You're, you're not a do- I'm tired of watching the Patriots win. Okay. <laughs> As a pen goes flying across the studio. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, cause like I don't have to be, I don't have to be neutral in this whole thing. I'm tired of watching the Patriots win. I'm tired of them being smarter than everybody in the league. I'm tired of the league letting themselves be outsmarted by this team. How? How? Because you know what's going to happen. They're going to make this deal, and Bill Belichick's going to give them a handful of damn magic beans, all right? They're going to give them some damn magic beans. The Browns are going to get a ho-ho and a 10-speed, and Josh Gordon's going to go to the <laughs> damn playoffs, and we're going to do this again. I'm tired. I've had enough. Dude, Marcus and I are both pissed off today, man. It's Monday. It's a fiery episode. I think it's time to end the show. I can't, I, I've had enough. Marcus... It's been fun, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll see you when the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, thanks for listening. We'll try, to, we'll try to pull it together and get better for uh, later on this week. Always remember, live life like every day is Fitz Magic. We'll see you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.